0: Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. Today, uh continued discussion about the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. That's still very much, you know... A concern in this country, although many people, because they, I guess, don't know someone personally or something, um, or because, you know, the people on TV letting us know what the precautions are, are a scientist or something, they've decided to just ignore it and pretend like it's not real. And in some cases, like in North Dakota, where the governor has done nothing, um, and claims that North, or is it South, no, I think South Dakota, and claim that South Dakota, Dakotans are extremely happy because they're free um, in, in that area because there's been no, um, coronavirus protocol and stated they've had a spike in cases. And have something like a 60% contraction rate or something like that. Something pretty crazy. And But because so many of those people are so willfully ignorant to what's going on. Many of them as they get corona. And are on their deathbed. Dying. Gasping for air. They still refuse to believe that they have the coronavirus. No, it's something else. It's just uh, it's unfortunate. You know, people had a nurse on TV the other day from South Dakota saying, you know, you know, there's been a few patients who that was their dying words. The last words were, you know, were basically anger and, you know, defiance. No, I don't have Corona type thing as, as they gasped for their last breath. It's a lethal disease, you know it is far more lethal than the flu um 250,000 people didn't die of the flu last year you know but it's not it's not even remotely the same thing um it, yeah i don't know how yeah I, I don't know what how or why people get so confused but it, it's more like it's just it kind of goes back to the the perfect title of Al Gore's uh climate change documentary in inconvenient truth there's a lot of inconvenient truths um, living in this world you know it it's it's it is inconvenient to have to wear a mask it is inconvenient to have to make adjustments to your lifestyle in order to avoid you know the, the chance of contracting a <laughs> contagious disease that's lethal as a 5% mortality rate worldwide. In some areas it's higher. Um, you know, so, and then even even if you don't, even if it doesn't kill you, it, it can weaken you considerably and it may take months to recover from. There's, there's been many Americans who caught Corona, um, got through it, but then are still have lingering symptoms months later. Uh, we're a big, big big massive country a lot of people over 300 million so percentage-wise yes 250,000 nearly is percentage-wise a fairly low percentage of the total population Um, it's still a a lot of people though you know and the people who are gone they're they're gone and the loved ones they left behind are, are here and and they knew them you know, it's, um, there's just, it's been like a coldness that's kind of taken over our country over the last few years, a sort of indifference to life. Ironically enough, a lot of times it's people who also proudly proclaim to be pro-life. It's like a slogan they say a lot, we're pro-life, and yet they'll be the groups that probably have a higher percentage of refusing to wear a mask to prevent the spreading of a lethal disease, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, that's government overreach, you know, not having a law that bans abortion is like, you know, foul to them, but the government's sort of highly recommending that you put on a damn mask so you don't get other people sick, that's government overreach. It's very, I, I don't really quite understand the the political kind of dexterity there the, to just kind of contort beliefs to, to fit one thing but then to not be able to plan with something else or some you know, I don't know. It's just, um, it's just such a weird, surreal time. It's been going on for several years now, you know, and it's like the, the Trump era, you know, it, it, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It seems to be coming to an end soon. It'll be January. None of his court cases, his lawsuits have any merit. You know, it's just classic Trump. Um, and he gets kind of cornered when he's lost, and he's he's lost throughout his life, you know. He's he's a famous, um, you know, con man, he's he's bankrupted companies throughout his life, he's lost millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, he he has something like 400 million in loans that is due, and he has no steady revenue stream, uh, you know to raise enough funds to pay off that loan. He borrows money and then just kinda fucks around with it. He, he doesn't really make sound investments, you know, but uh, for some of the people lending him money, that, that may have been kinda the point. It, it may have been lending him money not really necessarily for the purpose of him trying to earn a profit, more just to sort of hide the money in something, or to offset income or something, you know, who knows why anyone would give Donald Trump money. But, you know, many of his court cases have failed because there is no evidence. That's the thing, you know, just going on news or going on a press conference or tweeting, you can tweet whatever you want, say whatever you want, and you don't have to have any proper evidence, but the, you know, whether you're QAnon or whatever, you can believe all that nonsense. When it comes to uh, a courtroom, though, in an actual court case, you you have to have evidence. You have to have hard, real, actual evidence. And uh, Donald Trump is, and his team of lawyers, are void of that. Uh, there is none. So it's it, it's really just a grown ass man in his mid 70s having a temper tantrum on the worldwide stage, refusing to admit that he lost, even though. He should be pretty accustomed to losing by now. He's a famous loser. You know, like that's what Trump is. You know, that's what he's famous for. Losing money. Um, But somehow, you know, somehow he did it. Somehow he convinced even more people than 2016 uh, to vote for him. Now, thankfully, it, it was nowhere near enough to win... A the popular vote and he also lost the electoral college by a pretty good amount as well you know thankfully, prayers answered because um, yeah just, just just an awful awful human being Donald Trump is why anyone would think that he's a uh, some virtuous person uh, that has any concern for them uh, is uh, confusing you know uh, I don't know why so many people insist on believing that you. Know? he doesn't care you know he, he he's not engaging in any action that's for the primary purpose of trying to benefit you the working class uh, no that that's just not that's not on his radar <laughs> what does he need to say to you so that you'll keep supporting him so that he can keep going golfing and and have all the all the power and privilege that comes with being president um, so he can live in the White House and watch TV and tweet all day. And yeah, go golfing at his resort that he owns in mar lago And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, make sure that um, his people who have given him money are the ones that get positions of power in the government so that they can use the power and prestige of the government to enrich themselves. And Donald Trump, yeah, the uh, Republican Party has voted for tax cuts for the wealthy, yep. So, you know, you know, that's why he wants to keep being president. He doesn't really want to do the job, of course. You know, the job has a lot of responsibilities. With great power, comes becomes great responsibility. But Donald Trump's kind of indifferent to the responsibility part. He likes the power, but he, he doesn't really like the responsibility. He doesn't really like the day-to-day job aspect of of actually doing the job. It's it's just kind of indifferent. Um, The other big thing too is uh, Donald Trump, the individual and the company may have engaged in insurance fraud and tax fraud for several decades. Uh, Donald Trump, the individual, may have also engaged in campaign finance violations. Those are crimes where you could serve, you know, a couple years in prison for each count of insurance fraud, tax fraud, campaign finance violations. Donald Trump's co-conspirator in the campaign finance violation case, Michael Cohen, uh, served time in prison, wrote a book while in prison for the actions that he engaged in under the request of Donald Trump. Now, the only reason Donald Trump has not been charged with a crime is because he is currently the president. And and that's it. Uh, Yeah. So we're in a tricky situation because um, Donald Trump is a... He is suspected of insurance fraud and tax fraud. If you engage in insurance fraud and tax fraud um, and get caught, you're facing some severe penalties. So don't do that. Um, if you do it while you're the president or before you become president, or if you use your power as president through sort of try to make it easier to get away with insurance fraud and tax fraud that should um, increase the sort of, you would think, uh, the sort of penalty for engaging in that sort of criminal behavior. But uh, most likely it will probably be something of the opposite, where because Donald Trump did indeed become a president, an actual U.S. president, he he made the history books, Donald Trump will forever be the 45th president of the United States of America he will be kind of this and it's not with an asterisk or anything it it's not he, he's there you know it's got like uh, i don't know people that like to that ponder like putting an asterisk next next to Barry Bonds' all-time home run record it's like no Barry Bonds hit all those home runs but he had performance dancing dogs. I mean yeah. I mean, so did some of the pitchers he was hitting him I mean but anyway, I mean, he did hit those. you know the reality is Donald Trump as horrible as a man as he was as 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 much as everyone knew he was a con man, but not everyone obviously as, a, as and it's just as an absurd, ridiculous, weird persona that existed in our society for mo- more too many decades. You know, as weird and odd as he was, and, and he was sort of the embodiment of the... the obvious person who should never be president. And that's almost like what he was famous for in another way. You know, like, well, that's the guy that you never pick. Because, wow, no. um, Yeah, I mean, he, he, he did it. It, it. it... You know, it, you can't... We're not like, you know erasing 45 from the books and then, you know, just going to pretend like that didn't happen. No, it happened. Donald Trump actually did it. He actually, you actually served one term as president. You know, fame. I mean, uh, as the further this gets into history, the, 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 the harder it will be to try to pretend like he had any business being in the presidency, the harder it will be to try to m- make any sort of justification for those that voted for him. It, sorry, because the whole history, because that's the thing, all these docu- all the history in the books and the documentaries and stuff that were made about Trump prior to becoming president, they were already out there. So the further you get into history, the further those older those get, you can just, you know, condense them type thing and you can kind of put stuff together where you can, like in a documentary showing... About this era, you know you can show clips of the very documentaries that were being shown prior to Trump being elected. You can show the the frontline PBS documentary that compared um, you know Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to clearly different people. He was a clear choice, but people actually picked him anyway, and then you can show that while he was president, hate crimes and violence went way up way up our standing in the world dropped significantly uh, he will go down as the worst president in history and it will be sort of a a case, it will become like the, a sort of case study like how did this guy come to be because you're gonna especially the further removed he get you know like his rise to the presidency those 20 30 years prior to becoming presidency to becoming a president they're all out there it's all on the public record you know what what in there made anyone think that that guy would be a good president so it is kind of a you know it it, it's kind of a it's a way to understand where a certain society was at a time you know that guy famous for bankrupting companies cheating on his wives being kind of racist sexist stupid and just kind of a whore for publicity becomes a game show host and then a few years into his becoming a game show host wants more publicity wants to become a legitimate politician so he starts saying that the current president at the time wasn't born in America with no evidence whatsoever the true reason he was questioning that man's uh, place of birth was because he didn't want that particular man because of his skin color to be president and that was and that man and then the guy questioning a man's birthplace, who was famous for bankrupting companies, being a game show host, racist, sexist, stupid, and just kind of a whore for publicity. Ran for president again, you know. It seemed like it was still just kind of a joke, like always. It's always just the publicity stunt with him. Everything is just purely about publicity. But one of the two major parties even the the party whose turn it was to win, so certainly didn't have to pick some weird wild card candidate like them, like him, to have a shot. It was the Republican Party's turn to win. It didn't really matter who they picked. Or it was Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. Whichever Republican doofus they picked, that person would have won. We all know that. And they probably would have won the popular vote, too. Hillary Clinton was a not a popular candidate um she's kind of was that early generation of kind of alpha female breaking the glass ceiling type thing and uh, so a lot of people just really don't like her because she's uh because she's an alpha female and so for a lot of people just because you know she was an alpha female they 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 voted in their minds against her by voting for Trump even though they could have just voted for one of the other candidates too so it's kind of a you know the, the confluence of factors. You know, you have a, a two-party system in a country with three hundred million people, one of the two parties is primarily focused on benefiting the wealthy and and corporations. And that's and that's about it. And to the point that when they have their primary and they have a bunch of candidates, right, the guy that sort of takes the lead is a guy that can't be president you, you know that, that's not what he is. He shouldn't have been allowed to be even in the primary because he's he, he has no desire to be a public servant and and that's part of his persona. He's just a vindictive, cruel person that cares about money and fame, and that's it. But he took the lead in the Republican primary, so Republicans just picked him because he quote unquote won the primary. Republican Party is an organization, they could have picked whoever they wanted, you know, but they chose to pick him. At the convention, there was people within the Republican establishment, you know, that were contesting the idea of just going with Trump, you know, you don't have anyone else in your organization that's a decent human being that could actually do the job and take the job seriously. Nope. They couldn't find a single other soul. In the entirety of the Republican Party, not one single person. So they just stuck with Trump. They were that worried uh, that if they picked anyone else, they would lose. Even though it was their turn to win, previous president had been a Democrat and he had served two terms. The next president was going to be a Republican, as we are a two-party system. Now there are other organizations. But whatever reason it's like they don't count they don't get coverage in the news you know and so it's presented as you need you get either this or that Um, one is a sort of uh, I don't know it's like the Walmart of democracy or something the Democratic Party it's just, just kind of generic it's kind of all over the place there's a lot of you know, there's some good, you know, Walmart, cheap prices, yay, bad stuff, well, they, they kind of wipe out small business, and they kind of clear-cut nice areas to build their big fucking concrete slab, and, you know, treat their workers like dog shit, and, um, you know, it does create some economic boom sometimes in a little area, but usually it's just going to be amongst fellow corporate-type locations and stuff, and small businesses don't really do too well um, when trying to compete against the walmart but it's just sort of the you know when you got nothing else uh, you gotta do what you gotta do you know if you live in a small town and there's like three locally owned grocery stores and then a walmart comes to town and it just kind of all the other locally owned grocery stores kind of either go out of business or whatever well then if you want to get groceries then you got to go to walmart so me, as an American, what's most important to me is preserving democracy, you know, ha- having the right to vote. So democracy is kind of a big thing. So that, that's the Democratic Party. It's kind of the, that, that's kind of the, the extent of the options uh, between the two. This kind of vote form by default. I'm not an enthusiastic Democrat. I'm, a, I would say, more of a progressive. Healthcare should be a right. Education should be a right. We should maintain our electric grid well, the infrastructure well, Bridge and, bridges and roads. Roads, you know, shouldn't be falling down, breaking, um, especially while people are driving over them. Things like that should be inspected often to make sure that um, they're safe to use. Type thing. But yeah. Healthcare is a right. Education is a right. And then there's like a basic income as a right, and then the right to work. Beyond that, to earn more money. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, fortunately, the, the Democratic Party some has you know members within that organization that support those things. Democratic Party also has members within its organization that support corporations primarily. There's some that are, you know, like universal health care, but they're kind of wishy-washy about it because they don't really want to offend the Republicans who don't want universal health care, you know. So if they do offer a health care plan, it'll be more of like the Medicare for all thing where you got to still pay out of pocket. You got to kind of, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you know. we're a we're an advanced society you know we're supposedly highly industrialized and all that why don't we just make sure the hospitals and various medical centers throughout the country are are funded properly so that a country of our size with the population that we have and the people living where they are can seek medical treatment when they need it how does how do we make that happen and and that's the thing um but You know, um, there's also Green Party as a progressive, but again, we're we're presented two options. So those are the two: Republican or Democrat. Um, Republican Party, as far as democracy, is very well. They're less concerned with that. In fact, um, they they're in many cases Republican leaders are openly animistic, have open animosity towards. Um, democracy i.e. for example making it more difficult to vote you know um, you know a texas republican creating some law that's saying there will only be one ballot box per county you know texas has got some counties with several million people in them there's going to be one ballot box that law is for the pure and sole purpose of making it more difficult to vote that's it that that's why it was created not to make it easier to vote So yeah, a lot of Republican leadership is very against true democracy. Only certain people should vote. And this is kind of a testament to the preserving of the republic type idea. What is the republic? Well, let's ask the wealthy people what they think. Okay, so basically, the wealthy get to define what the republic is and what it should be, what its goal should be, what its focus on the world stage should be, and the working class need to fall in line. And that's kind of what the Republican Party is, you know. So tax cuts for the wealthy, tax cuts for corporations, and then cutting funding to programs that benefit the working class. Yep, yeah. And then convincing at least a good percentage of working class people to vote for them. And that, that's sort of the, uh, that's the amazing thing with the Republican Party. Uh, that's the how they're able to do it main way vilify the Democrats you know the the less bad option you know the Democrats are the less clearly obviously bad of the two because you know neither organization is really that great that inspiring, but the Democrats are they do have members that actually do genuinely care about human beings you know and do genuinely use their pos Positions of power to try to create laws that benefit the people. Um, they have a higher percentage of those types. Yes, the Democratic Party also has members who are either wishy washy, kind of in the middle, sometimes they care, sometimes they don't, as well as some that, you know, probably genuinely don't really care. These are generally referred to as establishment Democrats or corporate Democrats. The sort of Right rightmost wing of the Democratic Party, because the Democratic Party as an organization is a big, huge, wide swath of people, all kinds of people, because it's democracy. And, and uh, you know, the organization representing democracy in a country of 300 plus million of the most diverse population in the history of human civilization isn't in and of itself going to be diverse, not just in the way the people look, but in their political views on a wide variety of different things. Because again, it's it's the organization representing democracy. The Republican Party is the organization protecting the interests of the republic, the sort of the republic as a whole, as defined by the wealthy. So it's more, we need to make sure the wealthy have a greater say in what the direction of the country should be. You know, their vote means more type thing. Yeah. So um, that is, you know, what the, those people on the TV, with the are is next to their name. That is, that's what they do. You know, they listen to very wealthy people who give them a lot of money. And then they create laws that benefit those wealthy people. Who have given them money. Indeed, yep. Now, what do the working class people get? Uh, nothing. No, no, no. That's not the concern of the Republican Party. The Republican Party is not concerned that the working class as a whole improve their quality of life. That's not... Their, their mindset is more, why should it be a concern? You know, this should be survival of the fittest, quote unquote. So the people who have the most money, regardless of how they got it, they're the best. And so they're more important. So we need to listen more to them. And that's kind of what the people with R's next to their name do. Again, though, in, in order to get elected, you know, because the policies that they're passing, the laws that they're passing only benefit about 2% of the population and of that 2%, There's a certain percentage that does not support that kind of stuff. In other words, there are wealthy people who do not want a tax cut. That may seem counterintuitive, but no. There are honorable people who are, you know, wealthy, who, you know, manage their finances just fine, live extremely comfortably, and have no problem at all paying their tax bill. They they manage their finances. They don't need to, you know, Give $20,000 to a politician so that he'll write a law that lowers their tax rate. They don't need that to happen and don't want it to happen. Um, but there's enough in the wealthy class that are concerned about their tax rate because they don't manage their finances very well and they don't know specifically how to raise more revenue if that's important to them, you know, without sort of changing the way the system works you know they can't just adapt to what the tax rate is and sort of earn more money by going out and earning more money many of them don't know how to do that you know they just own stuff that they inherited you know but they discovered that a one way they can just sort of accumulate more money and keep more money in their pocket is they can sort of invest in a politician give a politician with an R next to their name a couple hundred grand, and then that politician will create a law that lowers that wealthy person's tax rate or sort of blocks any sort of you know, marginal tax rate implementation or estate tax or whatever, wealth tax. Taxes that only affect about 2% of the population and, and the funds used can be helped to fund universal health care, public education, universal basic income infrastructure investment etc 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 uh investments that would benefit the working class regardless of what your political affiliation is what your religion is what you look like or whatever uh healthcare as a right universal basic income education as a right safe infrastructure those kind of things benefit the working class regardless of what political affiliation you have period okay like you you can say it doesn't Being able to go to a hospital and not have to pull out your credit card, get healed when you need to get healed, and it not having anything to do with how much money you have. That's a benefit to people, to human beings. But, you know, the Republican Party is very good at messaging, rhetoric, and sort of do very, you know, a wide variety of tactics, convince people that. Because the Democratic Party is so bad, you know, they're the uh, clear and obvious option to, to choose. Um, a lot of it's distraction, sometimes just outright lying, you know. I mean, certainly in the case of Trump, Trump has lied over 20,000 20, times in his four years as office. Lies are lies, you know. I mean,. That- <laughs> a lie is a lie, you know, he has said things that are are not what is, you know, that are not reality, and they're not, you know, misstatements, like on my last last podcast, I I did misspeak on one of the, on my annuity, said if you had a hundred million, you pay yourself a half a million a year, or half a million a month. It would never run out. That number was a little high. It's more like, uh, I think it was like two, if you had $100 million invested in an annuity earning 3%, it would be more like 200000 a month. That would last like a couple hundred years. You know, so that's more of a, so in that previous podcast, if you're listening to it and you hear a number, that doesn't sound right. That's not a lie. It's just a m- misspeaking information. Or you know what, you know. Getting the numbers mixed up, type thing. Trump lies. You know, he says things that just are not. They're not missteps. You know, and it started with day one. You know, because I think the twenty thousand lies. I don't. I think they're all ones that he specifically said. I think if he expanded it to his administration, it'd probably be some crazy amount. You know, alternative facts. But it's um you know it's just um where are we as a as a country I don't, I don't I don't really know what this this country really is now, you know I mean there's it's like a collective kind of like oh, just okay, thank God he lost, goodness, gracious Trump needs to go, but we still got two months left, and now there's like this weird you know. You know, 10,000 people marching in D.C. But it was only 10,000. It wasn't, you know, a million. It was 10,000. You know, a small town. My hometown of Carper's the, you know, got more than 10,000 people. Uh, You know, so it's not really that. But they, they try to, they're the vocal minority, you know. They are a very vocal minority, the Trump MAGA crowd. They're very big and bold, and they, they want the whole world to know. They're proudly proclaiming. They voted Trump. They voted Donald Trump to be president. They think that Donald Trump is an honest man, fighting for the interest of the little guy. Uh, yep. Y- yeah. So is there another person like Trump that's kind of in the works? You know, you, you, you see a bunch of people... Taken to the streets, wearing all kinds of, you know, Trump paraphernalia, shouting, getting all fired up, because the con man guy, who's famous for being a con man, and is the worst president in the history of our country, didn't win. Yeah, is there another opportunist, you know, politician like Trump, that sees that group and like, hmm what kind of stuff can we make them do? Well, of course. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're proudly proclaiming how ignorant they are. You know, God bless them. You know, don't wish them any ill will, but goodness, you know, they're, they're, they're very prideful of, of, of what they are. They're extremely proud of being Trump supporters proudly proclaiming it to the world shouting it out getting angry at people that kind of question them and just that just questioning them. why do you support Trump you know just a simple question You're gonna, they're going to get really fired up because they're going to assume that you don't you know like what do you like about him? you know and they'll probably start talking about Hillary Clinton or you know or Hunter, Hunter Biden you know, or something. Who knows? Kind of... It goes down kind of a rabbit's hole of... non-sequiturs and whatever. You know, it, 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 it don't make a whole lot of sense. But of course it doesn't. Donald Trump was a famous con man that had no business ever becoming a president. But 60-something million people voted for him anyway in 2016. And then after seeing him be president for four years, lying 20,000 times, abusing his power... Having a complete indifference to the job, using the job to enrich himself. Blatant racism on the world stage, and just blatant indifference to the job. He he could completely care less. And then, a pandemic hits, and he does nothing. Absolutely nothing. 71 million people voted for him again. Even more people than the last time. Like, oh my goodness... We got a lot of folks that are just consumed with rage and anger and anxiety and they have not figured out a way to more comfortably, more positively work through that, you know. All their woes, they're blaming on Democrats and liberals and whatever. It's like, what are you folks doing? Breathe. Breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth, calm yourself down let, let let the rage and anger that you've been allowed to just wrap yourself up in for four years and let it exhale, you know because it, it, it just but I think the problem is to, where they're getting information. Too many people have just gone down a rabbit's hole of false information, conspiracy theories, and just, you know, and, you know, getting stuck on the grind. There's something, you know, exciting is the wrong word for this time, but it, it is something right out of a movie. You know, it's... So I think some people are getting excited about that. They think that the end of our country maybe be near. So they're like trying to stoke it a little bit or something just for the sheer excitement of it because they've been... <laughs> I mean, there's some stat that said like the number of counties that Trump won, he won more counties, but the total population of most of those counties was pretty small. Like counties with... I forget what the stat was, but it's like Smaller population counties, Donald Trump did very well But in a lot of those counties with real small populations you also have you know good s- groups of people that are just you know the years go by last few years me have kind of you know lived in a small town and it's been a few years now it's less interaction interacting with a wide, different group of people, you kind of start mingling with the same group over and over. I don't know, there's uh, it's uh less of a melting pot. Time just goes a little different in a real small town, way off the beaten path. And, you know, I don't know, I think maybe there's a lot of people that voted Trump that just, you know, they were voting republican locally and then those republicans were kind of you know no taxes all that kind of thing no and so various things that needed to get done weren't getting done but you know whatever they find some way to continue to think that that's good and you just sort of get accustomed to the sort of some things decaying Getting broken, and you just sort of—that's—that's uh, that's what it is now, or something. You know, as local economies start depressing and stuff, um, but some people with tons of money are, you know, doing just fine, and you just sort of accept it. You just sort of allow it to happen. You know, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of areas in the country. Th- there's so much going on right now with this country. It's the true economic impacts are where yeah, i mean it may take years to fully realize gdp means nothing you know donald trump bragging about gdp who gives a shit what gdp's doing man like yeah there's jeff bezos and mark zuckerberg are both are both exponentially wealthier than they were at the beginning of the year Yay. yeah they they probably got a good sizable cut of that three, four percent increase in GDP, they they got a, like a measurable percentage of it, you know, their net worths went up billions with a B, you know, so, yeah, Um, everybody else though, no, yeah, there's, there's the homeless rates, (laughs) homelessness rates going up, unemployment rates going up, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's getting a grind. Getting to be a grind, but thankfully, a few years ago, Trump did sign a tax law that um, reduced the tax rate for wealthy people, so those wealthy people do have more money um, that they can use to you know you know build a vacation home or you know buy another boat or another car or something like that. Um, that's, that's good for them. Now, it's not going to be like trickling down or anything like that to the working class. It's just going to kind of circulate amongst the wealthy. There might be little pockets here and there that uh, working class get their hands on. Like, for me, example, fixing, doing landscaping projects at wealthy people's houses, you know, um, multi-million dollar estates, and you spruce them up all nice. You know, because some people spending a few million on a big, massive landscaping project is dropping the bucket. No big deal. So, yay them. That's, a, that's of course, a thing. Those people that vote Republican, if you question them on their, why they vote Republican, they won't really have any defense of, of the definitive Reality of the Republican Party. The Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. They cut taxes for the wealthy, cut taxes for corporations, and deregulate corporations, meaning allowing corporations to pollute more easily easily and not have to clean it up. All those things have zero benefit to working class people, and those things are primary objectives of the Republican Party. The main thing, those people that support the Republicans who are not wealthy and are Probably not going to be anytime soon. They're just regular working class people like most of us. Um, they'll they'll have to either change the subject, start talking about you know Hillary Clinton, Benghazi, Joe Biden, whatever. You know, one of the organizations that the Republican Party competes against, as if it's relevant. Well, you don't like Democrats? Well, then vote Libertarian, or Constitutionalist, or a Green Party. Probably not a Green Party if you're. You Calling yourself, you know, whatever. If you're identifying as Republican, you're probably not going to go Green. But you know, whatever. There are other options. But that's the, their main defense of them of why they vote Republican is they don't like the Democrats, and they'll kind of blame everything that's wrong in government on the Democrats. You know, they don't like Nancy Pelosi. You know, and whatever. You know, she's a corporate Democrat. Is is she better than Mitch McConnell? Of course. Of course, yes, obviously. Is she the best Democrat in the House of Representatives? Well, no. Probably go more, you know, AOC, you know, a bright light that has good values, young, a lot of energy that is really advocating for noble, idealistic things and not solely concerned on not ruffling too many feathers on the Republican side. You know the quote-unquote bipartisanship. You know, Nancy Pelosi is kind of consumed with that idea of bipartisanship. You know, not pissing off the Republicans too bad. You know, because they're the they're the other option. You know, saying so, you got to have bipartisanship. You got to have bills that get the support of the organization protecting the wealthy and the organization protecting democracy. You have to have bipartisan support. You know. One organization is representing about 2% of the population. The other organization is sort of, kind of, trying to represent everyone else. You know, um, and, you know, obviously not doing the best job, because how could they? How are you possibly supposed to have one organization represent 98% of the population? It's impossible. Which is why many people don't even vote at all. And why many working class people vote Republican. They just don't like the Democrats. And again, that's the main message the Republican Party has to its people, to its followers. Democrats are going to instill socialism, which they're not. So they have to sort of lie to people, you know. They have to over exaggerate the weaknesses of the Democratic Party. Instead of just giving an honest critique of the organization, the Democratic Party is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination they certainly have their flaws but they sort of have to amplify them to make their point not really selling their organization very well though they have to just sort of put down the democrats and that's it it works you know as long as they can get you know 30 40 million people kind of spread out throughout the country you know or more then uh, you know they can kind of hold on to power And continue to write bills that benefit the wealthy, which is their primary objective. So, um, be nice if there's more options for working class people. True options where you didn't, where it wasn't this horrible either or thing where, like, you know, if I vote Green Party, then in my district, the Republican might win. And the first thing they're going to do is, you know cut funding to schools and hospitals and stuff or whatever and then give a nice tax cut to the wealthy people or like lower the real estate tax or something lower the property tax on homes worth over five million or something you know you know some stupid law that only benefits wealthy and then a law that has a negative impact on all working class people you know like that's kind of the what the choice was in this most recent election vote Joe Biden, not my top choice, but a decent human being, an adult, and takes the job seriously, or you know, I could vote for a candidate that maybe aligns a little bit more with my you know ideology or whatever, which would be probably more of a Green Party candidate but it would be basically a a, a non-vote which would give a greater chance of you know, Trump Getting more votes than Biden—that's not really a a good choice, you know. Trump is a fascist. He represented fascism. He represented a very anti-democratic view of government. He represented a very authoritarian style view. Use of misinformation. Donald Trump is fake news. Yes, he he spreads fake news. Donald Trump is classic at projecting, you know, when he points at a camera that's filming him live unedited points at the camera on the you know the news teams covering him and says fake news while he's pointing at the camera filming him live yeah that it, it that's trump unedited commercial free and he was shown like that throughout the 2016 campaign not as much most recently because well you know Because he's a wildly inappropriate individual, and he shouldn't be shown like while you're trying to have dinner with your children. You know, children should not listen to Donald Trump. He's not an appropriate person for children to listen to. If he wants to have his own show, like Infowars, you know, and his own sort of thing, or people can go check it out on their own. That's that's one thing. But you know, it was wildly inappropriate for him to be a president. You know, he's just he has no class. No dignity, no honor. Um, Maybe he's he's just a bad person in every sense of the word. Hopefully, he will find some way to redeem himself before he dies and leaves this world. One can only hope. He has to want to, though, first, and I don't think he really wants to. It doesn't seem like he really wants to change, like he really wants to be a decent human being for even just a little bit. Like before he leaves this world for good, can he pos- possibly leave it on a good note? Can he do something positive, Mr. Trump? Can you do something positive before you leave this world that benefits others, not just you? Does he do, does he have it in him? I have to say i you know, not not really that confident, but one again, one can hope, one can hope. That before Trump leaves this world, he will do something that is beneficial to real-life people, other than himself. You know? It could be something about like liquidating his empire, but it might very well come to a thing where his empire isn't, there isn't anything to liquidate by the time it comes to that. So there is no, like, you know, Carnegie moment to, uh, you know, leave a bunch of money to various philanthropic things when you go, uh, but you never know. so it's going to be, uh, you know, holidays during Corona, um, was earlier, had been thinking of going back to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, but yeah, are probably going to scratch that, probably going to be a very low-key Thanksgiving, more days in the grind, although, you know, people just chill out if every if the, the reality is 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 if everyone did what they need to do well if everyone quarantined for 2 weeks like if the whole economy just shut down literally for 2 weeks everybody chill out do nothing yeah the the virus would stop spreading <laughs> i mean that that's it like two fucking weeks you know that that's how prideful and sort of instant gratification we are as a society we we couldn't just chill out for two weeks that's it that's what it was yep that's it literally that that's it yeah <laughs> um, we, we, we couldn't sort that out it was, it was it was too grand of a thing for too many of us to do you know chill out for two weeks that's it now many of us did and then two weeks became three weeks then four weeks then two months three months four months you know many people that are you know they hibernated in their house only went out when they needed to and when they did they wore a mask all the time and you know, just from the government it was just kind of a mixed messaging like oh no it's gonna go away when it gets hot you can drink bleach you, you know, it'll go away. Because the corona was an inconvenient truth to Trump's uh, presidential aspirations. But the, I guess that's the other. 250,000 people died of coronavirus this year. Trump's response was indifference. He, he was indifferent to people dying. And people voted for that. They voted for that. They didn't vote against Joe Biden, no. They voted for Donald Trump. When you vote for a candidate, you are voting for that candidate. I voted for Don, I voted for Joe Biden. You know, I voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Solid ticket. Let's get two adults in the room. You know, we've had a con man for four years. You know, a seventy-something-year-old man baby um, with extremely thin skin. Uh, you know, an awful temper. Uh, a horrible temperament for a job of such importance and uh, you know just a a person with a complete lack of desire to do the job to any degree of honor and responsibility just completely indifferent so after four years of Trump yeah I, I, I wanted some adults yes yeah Biden and Harris absolutely voted for them Yes, extra motivation, because that meant that hopefully if them two get enough votes, Trump would no longer be president. Trump and Pence can be sent to pasture. Uh, That was was certainly an extra motivation there. But the reality is the people that voted for Trump in 2020, they voted for Trump. They, They voted for that. Yay, violence, destruction, apathy, people dying of a preventable disease. Yay corruption, yay abuse of power. Yay tax cuts for the wealthy. Yay using our money that's taken out of our checks to go play to go pay a wealthy white guy to go golfing at a golf resort that he owns. Let's have more of that, please. 71 million people enthusiastically signed up for that. Yep. Gleefully handing over money to the government so that the government can pay that money to a wealthy white guy to go golfing at a golf resort that he owns. Yep. That's been happening for four years. Yeah. Donald Trump has golfed more than any president in history. I don't know that for a fact necessarily, but yeah, certainly more than Barack Obama. You know, he's golfed more in four years than Barack Obama did in eight years. All the time. And he's golfing at resorts that he owns. That's a massive cost. The money is paid to the Trump organization. Trump is still a beneficiary of that organization. So he does indeed get a cut of it. The Trump organization is a profit entity. Hotel rates and such, when the Trump and the Secret Service goes down there, are jacked way up right before them coming there. Sometimes six, 700 dollars a night. Your money taken out of your check goes into the hands of of Donald Trump to play golf 71 million people signed up for that a couple years ago it was discovered there's a people human beings refugees seeking help that were walking across the desert and they hadn't filled up paperwork first and didn't have the specific type of paperwork or form signed that you need or whatever So they were thrown in cages including the children. Yep. Kind of pretty blatant child abuse situation. Yeah. Um, Actively encouraged by the United States government and one specifically Donald John Trump. Yes. These children and their families were walking across the desert without paperwork so they were thrown in a cage. Yeah. 71 million people voted for that. It's, uh, so that's kind of where we are as a society. It's very disappointing. Um, hopefully we can improve. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of folks that are making poor choices. And the not liking the Democrats, that's, that's not an excuse to vote Republican. You, you, you got to do better than that. I don't like the Democrats that much, but (laughs) I'm certainly not going to vote for a darn Republican. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Like my dad used to say, not using your head is like being born of two asses. So get your head out of your ass. Start thinking properly. Okay? Take a step back. You know, turn off the conservative news network. Turn off Fox News for a bit. Of course, if you... If Fox News is even kind of telling you sometimes that, you know, yeah, Trump lost the election. Hmm. Maybe think about that. Turn off the info Info Wars, you know. Take a little break from that shit. The QAnon conspiracy shit. Just get out into the world a little. Anyway, stay safe. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.